Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You ever notice we start the show the same way every day? Yes, we do. Say, yeah, maybe maybe tomorrow I can be Jim Harrington. Maybe we should call it a different name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different name for the show. Confuse the audience. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> hey. I like that. You yeah. know, well, then we would be Democrats. That's <laughs> that's true. Oh, heavens. <laughs> Have you we been paying attention to this uh, January 6th committee? They're going to have a big production. Uh, tomorrow night. I say big production, Bill, because they've hired, uh, I said yesterday it was a producer from NBC. I was wrong. They hired the former president of ABC News and a master documentarian named uh, James Goldston to produce the televised coverage of tomorrow, tomorrow night's hearing. I, and I, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, Fox has said, we're not going to do it. We're going to stay with Tucker Carlson and uh, Sean Hannity and our regular programming. If you want to watch it, we'll we'll show you a live feed on uh, Fox Business. But uh, our our flagship, Fox News, will stay with its regular well, you know, program. They're going to push it. They'll probably lie about the audience. But, you know, speaking of audience, MSNBC, that great news source, yes. with all their great news coverage. yes. In the month of May. Yes. Tanked. It bottomed <laughs> out. It, it it had the worst numbers in their history. Why would that be? Because they have all these factual news reports. Miss mm -hmm. Maddow and all of her opinions, which you know are right on. What could be wrong with their news? It sucks and it's a lie. You see, that would where, be my opinion. See where uh, they're the anchors over at CNN are going bananas because a report is the new president of of uh, CNN is going to fire a bunch of partisan anchors. Oh, you know, I just watched a thing before we before I hooked up here on for this thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know the guy's name. He's got black hair and he's kind of balding, skinny. Wears glasses. He always has a commentary, and he was talking about all oh, Trump and the January sixth committee and. And, uh, you know, uh, what happened in uh, 2016, mm -hmm. and he was talking about uh, Hillary and, and everything, that it was all, you know, trumped up stuff. Yes. So he's now, CNN is backing the fact that, well, look at all these guys that were indicted and, and, and charged. Yes, sir, they were. They were charged with a lie in a democratically led partisan tribunal. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's evidence that Trump really is guilty. And even though it was proven that it was all a lie, it's really not a lie. Beautiful. I, I don't know how CNN is going to uh, clean house because it is not just a surface issue, meaning not just what you see on, on camera that's the problem, the anchors, the reporters. It goes into the people behind the scenes, the uh, producers, the directors, those people are partisan too. Now, the new president of CNN has said, look it, we're going to weed out the obvi obvious partisan uh, anchors and reporters, and if you are working for CNN and you think you can be impartial, we will consider keeping you on. I don't know how I they're going to do I don't know how they're going to do that. I think he's waiting too long to get this done. Because this witch hunt that's going on tomorrow night, it's not even a witch hunt. This is a show. This, it's it's a, show. a lynch mob. No, this is a lynching. This is, 
Yeah, we got him rounded up. Let's hang him right here for everyone to see. Oh, by what? the way, when you're watching this tomorrow night, Bill, understand something. When they I'm were not putting watching the, it. I know, but when you when this was being put together, this committee, usually the minority leader, meaning Kevin McCarthy, picks the people he wants, Republicans, to be on the committee. That's his his job. That is what normally happens. In Didn't this happen. in this committee, no, it did not happen. The people that he uh, wanted to be on the committee, meaning Jim Jordans and the like, they were rejected by the uh, majority leader, and only people who were uh, kind of like the Democrats were allowed to be on the uh, the committee, meaning uh, Adam Kissinger and uh, Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah, they had to have some woke Republicans, just like if it was the other way around. And we were doing something like that. We would have, you know, the, the Democrats that have come over to our side that are really not that Democrats. That never happens. Well, never happens. We never. Oh, no, we, no, 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 You know, You know what the thing is, but we never, when we take power, and I, I, I heard someone talking about this this morning. It's, it's so true. When the Republicans take control again, and that be having big time in uh, November, if everything is above board and that's yet to be seen, there's no retribution. There's no nah. justice. They just sort of give the Democrats a pass, and they also don't go back and fix the damage that the Democrats have done. Oh, yeah. Anything that they do they've changed is etched in stone by a burning bush in West Texas. It's just the way it's going to be. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's forever written in stone. Everything that Joe has done illegally uh, and really shouldn't stand, we'll leave it there. And it's just the way it is. Uh, but you do mention the January 6th, so I'll just mention this. Apparently, um, well, that's not the thing. But either way, Steve Bannon is uh, subpoenaing uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. 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 Because uh, he wants to find out, question under oath, Nancy Pelosi and uh, every member of the House committee investigating the January 6th riot as part of a legal challenge to whether the panel was properly Formed. They say that they uh, they didn't follow certain rules that they were supposed to do. Yeah, but I bet you it gets thrown out. And they're trying to uh, squelch the the subpoenas. They're trying to get the subpoenas squelched. The powers to be don't like that, so they're trying to uh, get rid of get rid of those subpoenas. You see about the gas prices. Gas mm -hmm. prices are through the friggin' roof. Uh, out of control gas prices on track to reach five dollars. Uh, a gallon by week's end. This was uh, reported on yesterday. Right. I can tell you as a matter of fact that that $5 per gallon, on my way back the day before yesterday, it was $5 a gallon. How is Much it where you above. are? Uh, 515, 509. Actually, the 509 went up to 515 as well. 529 and a one for 534 yesterday. So, nah, it's a little bit over that, and we're usually pretty good about it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there going, gee, do I want to, you know, just give in and buy an electric car? But then I started, you know, investigating, going, well, you know, maybe I'll have to get this electric car. How far would I have to drive to go get it charged? 36 freaking miles. So I better have a half a charge just to get to the charge station. Got to give so, you an idea of, of uh, what the Democrats think about uh, the gas prices. First of all, Michigan Democrat 
Senator Debbie Stabenow. Nah. She was bragging about the fact that she has an electric car and she doesn't care about gas prices. Listen. I do have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices, after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. All right, this is a person who you, you would like to think would be concerned about about gas prices, about fuel prices. She's from Michigan. They make cars in Michigan. Most of the cars made in Michigan are what? Are fuel-powered. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They don't, I don't think they make electric cars up there, and if they do, they're parts that are shipped in from a foreign country. And you know what? I don't know that they have a whole bevy of charge stations. And if you look at electric vehicles, oh, let's see, oh, oh, oh buy me an electric car. Uh, the cheapest I can get one is for $35,000, which, you know, cars are getting expensive. But, you know, you're topping in 60, 80, 90, $100,000. Well, wait, I still have a payment on my, uh, my Range Rover. I still owe uh, forty thousand on that. Where were you over this past weekend, Bill? Where were you? Were you uh, at the beach or any place like that? Uh... No, this weekend I was. Um, I I traveled to my porch. Oh, good. <laughs> well, well, the president spent all weekend, all weekend at his beach house in Delaware, uh, just basking in the sun. There's a picture of him. I can't show it to you. I'm making show you, Bill, of him walking. With his Secret Service entourage. Yeah, I see that. You see it down down the oh, beach? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, senior Biden advisor Gene Sperling is, uh, was on CNN's Brian Stelter show. And uh, Brian Stelter, who is usually very partisan, asked something which I thought was kind of interesting. He asked him, do you feel the pain of this fuel? shortage and here's what he said you know i, I feel the i feel the pain for for so many families in our okay. lives i think but for I'm, you do you feel no i mean I, 72 I dollars say, for gas this morning do you feel it do you pay it look i you know we see it we see you know gallon ga, ga, gallon of milk go to, to five dollars everybody understands that that is a hit i think i'm not going to try to say that i you know feel that pain personally as much as so many families who make 50 or sixty thousand. boy he sounded, you know what? sounded like he was Let's, blindsided by a, by a legitimate question from a guy who he expected not to give him one well let me tell you something these elected officials that tend to stay in office forever <laughs> are staying in office forever on your dime. And when I say your dime, you know, they break a shoestring, you're paying for it. That's they true. want a new pair of shoes, you're paying for it. Socks, yeah. pants, underwear, bras, oh, and security. Shirts. And and security. If they and want security. security. Well, you know what? I don't like this milk. It just it's a day old. Throw it out and get a new gallon, please. And so, you know, <laughs> that's true. You pay for it. And uh, now I was at the store the other day buying milk, three fifty nine a gallon. Well, I guarantee government milk for the the elite. Yes, of course. Well, Come from only probably, a certain kind of cow. 
Yeah, it's a special yeah. cow. Yeah. It's, well, they 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 have to make sure it's a partisan cow. I'm sure cow. <laughs> they get it from the, uh, the cow on the left. Yes, of course. So yeah, so, so <laughs> utterly, it's going to be twelve dollars a gallon. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it is. But uh, uh, Representative Presley from Massachusetts, a big a big uh, supporter of gun regulation and uh, taking away your guns. It was reported last week that uh, I guess. During the last month and a half, she spent $12,000 of government money on personal security. Really? And you know what they were carrying, those personal security members? Oh, my goodness, they were carrying guns. Guns? Uh, I know. Oh, uh, don't vote for them. They have guns. Don't vote for them. I see where another House Democrat has uh, made an interesting uh, proposal, a 1,000% tax increase on so-called assault weapons, uh, and he's getting support, by the way, from other Democrats, a thousand percent. So if they can't legally take away your guns, if they can tax you a thousand percent more than you're being taxed now, that will work for them. What do you think of that? Does that mean if you own a gun, they're going to come back and tax you? Because wouldn't you be exempt from that, that you already own the gun? I would think, but I would think that if you're thinking about buying a new gun, and that gun cost you, let's say, $800 now, well, the tax will be 1,000% more. So what would the tax be, let's say, uh, on an $800 gun, roughly? About uh, 50 bucks, let's say, 60 bucks tax. Now multiply it times 1,000. What does that make it? Well, 50,000. That's right. Hey, I bought this new $50,000 AR-15. Got yeah, a nice mortgage And let me it. ask you, what are they going to do for me, the, the, the average consumer out here, the voting America? And you know what? They're talking about uh, the people with the household incomes of $50,000, you know, and then you have the rich. And then they'll sit there and they'll take that money and they'll give it to certain projects and everything like this. And little groups and minority groups, and I'm not saying minority isn't racial. It's right. just chosen Smaller, groups of yeah. people, chosen groups of people that they want to give this money to. What about our children that are impoverished or uh, maybe born with disabilities and there is no money anywhere for them and they have no say, they have no voting rights, but no, we're going to take that money. And throw it at, well, something that'll get me votes. Damn, the kids, they can't vote for me. Did you hear what happened, by the way, this morning? Uh, This was interesting. I didn't mean to jump on you like that. No, that's okay. Um, Voters in San Francisco have recalled District Attorney Chesa Bodine following a recall. He was uh, an attorney who was was backed by Soros. And he he did for the people of San Francisco uh, absolutely positively nothing. This guy, uh, if you were charged with a crime, he smiled and showed you the door. I mean, that's what he did. He didn't do a thing. And finally, even in the city of San Francisco, which is not your, your normally right-leaning city, your red-leaning city, it's a very liberal city, even they had enough of this guy. And a lot of people are thinking, this might be a sign that maybe... People had enough. And if you look at the numbers, like in the governor race, yeah, you look at the votes, he had darn near 2 million. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Republican, you know, challenger that won for the Republican side had about 600,000. 
But, you know, you've got to look at all the votes below that. Republican, 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 Republican. You add up the percentages or take the raw numbers, that Democrat's in trouble. The incumbent could be in trouble if they go, you know what, I don't want that so-and-so in. I'm going to go with the main Republican candidate. And there's the problem. The problem is that uh, a lot of uh, Republicans, they shoot themselves in the foot. They split the vote up. They divide the party uh, results, and and many times they lose when they could have won. Yeah, but now going into the November election, if they unite, they it'll be a squeaker, but they could have it. And who says every Democrat's going to hold with it? Because there's a lot of time between now and then, and a lot of bad that's going to come up, and people are starting to get frustrated. Well, this Chester Bowden is gone. He's not even. He's not even going oh, no, to be. He's out. He, yeah, yeah, he's he's. He's histoire. He was saying, well, don't count us out yet because they're still counting. I think he lost like 65% to like 39% last night in the recall vote. So he he's history. I don't know what he's looking he, If he's waiting around, uh, he's wasting time. I also saw, Bill, do you see where uh, they released, out of nowhere came nude pictures of Hunter Biden uh, brandishing his illegal firearm. And what firearm are you talking about? <laughs> the, pi- the, the pistol he bought over the counter. Okay. <laughs> not the one You can the take counter. the disc right, jockey off the air, but not the disc jockey out of the disc jockey. Yeah. Or something. Um, apparently, he was there, there was a picture of him holding a. Uh, it, I didn't know. They didn't mention the weapon. It looked like a Walther, you know? It was like a, a nice looking gun, but he got it illegally. That was the one I told you about yesterday that he, when he came to his senses or, or sobered up, he threw it into a dumpster. And when the, when the Secret Service found out that he had thrown away a weapon, they didn't want to get the, the president's son or the vice president's son at the time uh, in trouble. So the Secret Service apparently dumpster dove for the, uh, the weapon and, oh, and found it. Diving, now, yeah. if you threw away an illegal weapon, uh, I, I venture to say they would come by Bill Knight's house and put you in shackles and take you away. Yes, and there are charges that uh, would be had for having an illegal weapon. And if you crossed state lines or country lines, even using executive privilege, there are big laws that would have been broken. And I would be doing some time uh, in the Huskow. So he's always, Joe Biden's always telling us about how we should be getting rid of our guns, turning in those assault mm. rifles and stuff like that. Such he, a nice guy. He doesn't even know that his son has an illegal weapon. Okay. But he has an answer for those of you who say, well, what do I do if I get rid of my assault rifle? Oh, yeah. Does he? Yes, he does. Here he is. Oh. If you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun, have the shells, a 12-gauge shotgun, And I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out, put that double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. I promise you, who's ever coming in is not going to, you don't need an AR-15. See, what that says to me is that uh, you, you fire off the two rounds from the double barrel shotgun and the guy who's trying to break into your house realizes, okay, she has to reload. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I have questions. Yes. Of course, you know, not just the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, you know, 12 gauge. But what if I bought a 20 gauge well, or 10 gauge? Well, that's a whole different story. Oh, you know. yeah. You know, because he, you know, you, well, you know, Joe, those 12 will work in anything. Yes. But Did you know, know that he was, he was a marksman in uh, college, a rifle marksman in college? Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, he did he, but he will tell you that. I'm sure if he gets a, oh, if okay. he gets a moment. Well, you know, it'd be scary though. Jill out on the porch in her faded cotton gown with her <laughs> hair up in curlers. Forget the shotgun; that'd scare anything Woo. away. But you know what? Yes. I'm sitting here going, "Here's Joe, Jill. There's a prowler outside. Here's the shotgun. Here are the shells. Take care of it, baby. I'm gonna go hide." <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Joe, did you hear about uh, he is uh, refusing to provide security? For his grandchild and Hunter's uh, Arkansas love child. See, really? See, he Joe has always admitted to having, I believe, six grandchildren. He talks about them in press conferences. He points to pictures. If they're in the other room, he has them stand up and the cameras take pictures. It's wonderful. But what he doesn't acknowledge is that he has a seventh grandchild, uh, a, ch a daughter, I believe, from a um, right. relationship that uh, Hunter had with a stripper and, but I, you have to understand something folks. Okay. She's, they, they talk about stripper as if it's an, an alien being, it's a woman. It's a woman who had a job. It's a woman who, who made some bad choices and she got pregnant and had a beautiful little baby. And it is a beautiful little baby. And they denied the baby as being his for a long time until she had DNA tests done. I was proof. just going to say DNA testing, which should be done. And if it has been done, it, it has, it needs to go to court. Uh, that, that child needs to get all the benefits and be rewarded and the mother too. And you know what? I am not sitting there saying, Hey, go out and be a stripper. But you know, some women are forced into things, college women that mm -hmm. sit there and go, I can't pay for school. There's nothing there for me. So they go do that. And then they get sucked into a world that they never wanted to get into. And it's hard to get out of, yep. but you know, the oldest profession in the world Yes. Radio. Well, it's not a no, I'm just yet. kidding. <laughs> well, we are whores of the microphone, but yes, actually it's, it's prostitution. Now stripping is not prostitution, but it is, is it is equated to it. Mm -hmm. So you know what? I don't fault them. What do you say for, about the Hunter Biden though? He, he frequented these, these environments. He, he had many prostitutes as quote girlfriends. He, he was proud of it. He took hundreds of pictures of himself naked with these people. And, and Joe makes no comment about it. The media is absolutely silent. They are co-conspirators. They decided a long time ago to leave it alone. It's only Hunter. It's only Hunter having a good time. You yes. Know? Well, you know what? These women are profiting off of his twisted, demented mind. And I don't fault them for that. I fault him because he created, and guys like him have created that industry, that environment. So, and you know what? They, uh, the left might go, well, where are all the pictures? I mean, that's just one case. Well, you know what? Actually, it was a news organization, a paper that sat there and said, hey, we got the rights to the laptop to have a forensic yep. uh, re a recovery done. And they found... Well, 168,000 files that were deleted by uh, Mr. Hunter and um, even photos. Oh, yeah. That were, Lo that loads, were, 
loads of photos. Lots of photos of other strippers and some very promiscuous type photos, even photos of IDs of uh, agents so that he could. The guy thinks a lot of himself to be able to take pictures of himself like that. (laughs) Hey, look at me. Well, you know what? When you're you're drugged up, you lose your inhibitions. Uh, He didn't have a mind to lose. So, yeah, he took the pictures. And he needs to fess up to it. I would respect him more if he goes, yeah, you know what? I had a problem. I did do that. I own it. If he does that, I won't forgive him for what he did, but I would respect that he owned up to it. The media for the most part, at least up until recently, has been cutting the president a ton of slack. But there are signs, Bill, that the media is starting to have second thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's a little montage of very recent questions uh, to the press secretary in the White House. Listen. The other thing I wanted to just clarify, something he said on Friday. I did not hear that part of the speech, uh, so I would have to. Okay, I did. I I missed. I'm writing about it. I no, I hear you. I hear you. I have not. I I need to read it myself and just go back and and see what you're talking about exactly. I I can't speak to it right now. When parents in the U.S. who are trying to get baby formula will be able to readily, you know, get baby formula. Look, you know, the president, you know, you've heard us say this. The president understands the struggle of moms and dads and parents. I don't have a timeline for you yet. We want to, you know, make sure it goes very quickly. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, So are you talking about a specific tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. You know, we have talked about um, we have talked about this this past year uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. I ask you to go back on the issue of who briefed the president on baby formula. To say there is no specific person is not a satisfactory answer. When you have senior uh, assistants to the president, there's a paper trail, I'm sure, about briefings to the president. There's a domestic policy council. There's a chief of staff. At some point, we need to know who would have been the most likely person to talk to. I think what what I'm trying to say, there's so many issues that come up uh, that is presented to the president. As you know, you've covered you've covered many administrations and there are just regular channels that that happen that go to the president. It's evasive Mm -hmm. to not have the most senior people in the White House willing to say, I had a conversation with the president about it or I had or we talked about it in this context or that context. And we're also all reporting on the consumer side of it, of what you're doing, putting out and trying to get information. But we're also trying to understand the information flow in this White House. And it's important for us to get that answer, which is why we're going to keep asking it until we get that answer. You you have every right to keep asking. That's why I'm here. Look, I bet the new White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, is having second thoughts about about taking that job. I was going to say, you know... I'm not casting judgment on her for mm-hmm. anything, color, sexual orientation, anything. When you listen to her talk, when she has something in front of her that she knows what she's talking about, she's she's articulate. Now, when you compare her to um, 
you know, Miss uh, Basaki. Yes. Uh, Jen. Jen, yes. Well, the point is, Jen didn't write everything that she had. She was given information, you know, that was prepared about what the president did. She was well prepped. Mm -hmm. They are putting this girl out there in front of the cameras with no clue as to what to cover for. So in her defense, I'm going to say, you know, having no knowledge because nobody is giving her the support to sit there and at least cover up his mess. She's doing a, a decent job trying well, to you're being a very dance. nice man. I, I think that he's she, dancing. She's having the dance. Well, the thing is she took the job and she should know how to dance. And that's the problem. I don't think she knows how to dance. Well, would you know how to dance? I mean, because the people behind you giving you the information should at least have their lie together, but they're not even giving her, she doesn't know what she's going to be hit with. And what's interesting, see, up until she took the job, the White House press group, I think, they were like a big fun party, laughing at all the jokes that Jen Psaki said, and giggling and asking really lame questions, except for Peter Ducey from Fox, who would throw her uh, the occasional curveball. But other than and that, she had to dance. Yeah, and, but it was an easy dance because she would make it look like Peter was such a silly boy. Oh, Peter, here's what we do now. And, you know, that's what she that's how she would approach it. She right. Would, condescending. All of a sudden, this press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she gets up there thinking everything's going to be the same. And no. for some reason, she comes up at the worst time when all of a sudden, Everything is falling apart for the Biden administration. All the nonsense is hitting the fan. And people are starting to ask hard, serious questions. Now, I know it was difficult to hear all the questions because the audio wasn't the best. But they were asking questions. And when they didn't get the right answer, what was interesting was the press would come back at her with, no, no, right. that doesn't work. What do you mean by that? And she didn't know well, how to handle that. You know, Pusaki was starting to come under fire towards the end. And do you not think that she jumped ship at the right time and it was planned? <laughs> Sir, I'll take that life jacket right now, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I think she jumped ship. And I think this girl, you know, I'm not defending her. I'm not supporting her. I'm just saying she was, she, she should, she should have, she should have researched it better and paid attention. And uh, she was set up. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, it's, when she came on board though, she, one of the first things she talked about, as if it was a qualification, was that she was the first black female lesbian to be the uh, press secretary. And I'm thinking, what does any of that have to do with the job? They, they, it was important to her, and they made it important that, well, she got the job because of that. And she thought she was doing something good. And in reality, yeah, you know, uh, the job is entirely different. It's not about that at all. By the way. To our um, our left leaning female friends who listen to the show, which is probably one by accident. <laughs> yeah, the but these guys talking about yeah, If you bumped into this, thinking it would be a, a a nice casual show, and you've you've been listening in Norway, they are going after a feminist uh, woman who who said, uh, I guess it was on Twitter that. Uh, you can't be a transgender and be a lesbian. You can't be 
a guy who thinks you're a girl who wants to be thought of as a lesbian. She well, said that. Wait a minute. Now, think about it for a second. She said something which is obvious to most people, that if you are a transgender guy, but that means you think you're a woman, but you want to date other women and be thought of as a lesbian, you can't do that. Oh, damn. I'll tell you what, that old pickup line from the 80s when the guy would go into a, <laughs> well, let me a tell you female lesbian. When a guy would go into a female lesbian bar, yeah. he'd walk up and order a drink, say, "You know, baby, I'm a I'm a lesbian, actually trapped inside of a male body." I know. Do what you are know, you doing later? Well, do you know what's happening? That line's no good anymore. No, they're going after. They literally are going after this woman legally. She could spend several years in Norway prison. That is BS. For a hate crime, Bill. For that a hate is crime. BS. Yes, it is. And thanks. I mean, I, I'm straight as straight can be, but you know what? I I, I want to defend and at least back up every person's rights, you know, and your right to what you do in your own home and how you live, uh, unless it doesn't, uh, you know, involve massacring bodies or, you know, anything right. like that. Right. Anything immoral, then, you know what? That's your life. Right. I agree. But uh, this lady is going to uh, have to defend herself in court for saying what is obvious to, I'd, I'd venture to say, 98% of the people in, uh, in our world. One good piece of news to end the program with, Bill, unless you have something else to add. I have. Well, one. you know, actually, I do. You know, well, let's go back to the gas prices. Okay. Or do you want to do the good news? No, first? I, I'll do the real good news at the very end, if that's okay. Okay. With you. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, we were talking about the gas prices and everything, and where do you think it might go by the end of the year? Do you think it's going to be over 6 maybe up to $10? Yeah, yeah, I do. And next year, do you would you venture to say that we might not even have gas at the pumps? Probably. Okay, well, then that goes with this. A key Texas uh, petroleum refinery that produces 200,000 barrels of fuel per day mm-hmm. Facing a premature shutdown. You see. Oh, just what we need. Just the pressure of all the demands on this refinery. Well, thank God, you know, we got other refineries, but this one, you know, could be shutting down sometime this year, but definitely next year. But, you know, parts are falling apart on it. They haven't been maintained. What would be the odds of the other oil refineries facing such luck? And then, of course, you know, I grew up in a time when I can remember hearing about news stories of of refineries blowing up in in Texas. That that could happen. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, urban cowboy, you know, that happened. Yeah. But either way, um, yeah, it turns out that uh, most, if not all, the refineries are now in ill repair and could be facing shutdown in the United States. And the Biden administration, uh, they've been asked what they're going to do about it. There is no comment. Now, I would say, you know, you're using the the Defense Production Act to make solar panels and build the Green New Deal. Why not fix uh, what we need right now first? Yeah, well, Car- Carmela's got an answer, by the way, for the, uh, the, the border problem we have here. Her yeah. answer is this. So she has proposed that we send $1.5 billion of our money to the Central American co- uh, countries to rectify the problem so that people won't leave their country because we'll be increasing their lifestyle in their country with our money. 
And I have a solution where we can get the $1.5 billion and possibly, mm-hmm. possibly even increase that amount. Well, how's that? Weird. Let's let's take the salaries of all the Democrats right oh. now <laughs> and add it all up. And they can donate that uh, because they are servants yes. of the public. They're public servants. That will and go that's over like what a, they do. Uh, uh, that will go over like a pregnant pole walter, really. <laughs> or a fart in church, yes. as I understand. Um, I had the good piece of news here. We got to right. end this thing because we've been rambling on. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good show, though. I've enjoyed today's show. Uh, hopefully, uh, our audience has too. Um, see where they've found that a miracle drug has been created that that shows one hundred percent remission for all cancer patients in a drug trial. A potentially new miracle cancer treatment resulted in remission for every single enrolled patient in a clinical trial at the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. Now, it's only 18 patients that were diagnosed with rectal cancer, but every one of them got this treatment. Every one of them got rid of the cancer. And my my really bit of good news that they don't talk about in this article is that when President Trump was in office, I don't know whether you remember this or not, but he got the right to try uh, mm-hmm. law passed, meaning that instead of waiting for two or three or four years for a drug to be proven effective, if a, a person has, has cancer and they want to give it a shot, then they have a right to get that get that medication. And if this is a, a, a proven effective treatment, this could be game-changing. Yeah, well, you know, Biden will take credit for that. But, you know, in reality, uh, that news really is some good uh, uh poop that's good poop. oh i knew yeah i knew you'd <laughs> you'd stoop to that level <laughs> i think we should end this thing right now really before I you know, come I, out I, with I, some other uh ditty. I know. I, no no <laughs> look look my sense of humor has yes. an air to it I i'm sure it does a certain aroma uh, have yourself a wonderful day bill and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow hey jim watch your step i sure <laughs> i will Ha, 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 ha.